Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. And we're all covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And gamer goo. Yeah, gamer. Well, yeah, we, we found gamer goo this morning for Christina. This is a beautiful product. Not this is not an ad, not a sponsor yet. 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 Key. Yet. yet. Um, if you have sweaty hands, <laughs> gamer goo. We'll find out. We're going to have a hands on review. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, very nice. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. Hands on. Yeah. Well, maybe we should just get to the news. Yeah, let's get to the yeah. news. We've yeah, talked let's, about let's moist that. hands all morning. So we're going to jump right into maybe arguably one of the biggest news stories of the week. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser Fury is now live on the Nintendo Switch. And mm-hmm. in classic day one release fashion, there was an update to version 1.1. There was very little official details on this update. Uh, Apparently, all it said was fixed various issues to improve the overall gameplay experience. And there was a post on the Nintendo Switch subreddit via GoNintendo, which mentions those who have the game say the update makes some improvements to the sticker menu. A jittering issue with the menu has been smoothed out and overall animation for the sticker menu has been improved. So they do say to do this update before you start playing it. I have been playing it. I have not noticed any issues performance wise. So uh, I guess they nailed it. It it worked. So uh, 1.1.0 is now out. Super Mario 3D World is now out. So uh, jump on there and get some get some classic mario fun in but uh yeah it seems to be the norm day one release updates classic yeah classic <laughs> classic style and now i know um that we have been able to play the game a little bit and we'll talk more about that at the end of the podcast so stick around um but for now let's move on to the next update news the stardew valley update patch oh, 1.5 so was released on all consoles this week so xbox switch all of them it's here uh, I did stream yesterday, so I got to poke around and check out a few of the updates, mostly in the game, like when you first start up the game, creating your character. There's some advanced settings in there that they added in. Now, did you, um, but did you start of... a new, new character with this update? Because I know you had started over last week before the update released, and I didn't know if you had started again. No, I didn't start again because the new it what it is is you basically essentially get a new beach farm. There's a few okay. new hairstyles. That's it. There's some advanced game options that they add in. So, for example, if you're returning, like if you completed the game in the past and wanted kind of a fresh new start to the game, wanted to mix it up a little bit, there are some options where you can go in and change the community center bundles if you've played the game before you kind of know what i'm talking about um you can have turn it on so mobs will spawn on your farm stuff like that uh to just change up the game a little bit but the only big thing that i wanted to check out really was the beach farm but the only difference with the beach farm is it's on a beach it has this cool unique unique look it has a lot of foraging and fishing um the biggest thing though is the soil is all sand so you can't use things like sprinklers to help automate your farm so is, we were talking big, and saying that's a big problem. Yeah, we were saying it might be better to do a multiplayer farm using that beach just to check it out. So we may be doing that later. But um, for now, I've I liked the farm I started. Uh, so I just kind of continued working with the one that I started last week. I guess when the podcast comes out, it'd be like two weeks ago. Mm. But yeah, I just stuck with that one. Nice. I'm um, ex- super yeah. excited because I am going to start all over from scratch. 
Uh, I have not beat this game. I have not got nearly as far as you have with this game, but I, I think that's okay. I think I will start uh, from scratch and, you know, because it's been, it's probably been a year since I've played it. And I think I want to just kind of mm-hmm. refresh myself. I, I'm on the fence about starting with the beach farm. I know that's a huge part about the, uh, about the new update, like being able to have that as a, as a new starting area. But I, I just don't know if I'm ready or good enough at the game to not have sprinklers. I feel like I watering say, every day is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I would say, especially because you haven't really progressed too far in the game. You haven't even unlocked the greenhouse yet. Have you? Uh, that, that little rundown build on your farm. No, I have not. Yeah. You, yeah, you're don't start with the beach farm yet. Yeah. I would recommend. Yeah. Doing one of the other farms. Um, I'm just going to do the default that, farm then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Yeah. That's a good start. I mean, that's what I did. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of classic at this point because I've played the game so many times. I almost don't want to do the other farms because I have so many good memories, like first starting the game on that default farm. <laughs> yeah. Can we do a multi on the beach? Is that is I that believe a, so? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, then I think that's yeah, a good totally. idea. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because you will be starting over, I think a lot of the updates and stuff are more later game things. Like there's yeah. this new area called Ginger Island. I don't want to go into too much detail because people are saying it's kind of spoilery. But essentially, Ginger Island has it's its whole new area. So kind of like the people who have played the game before, there's the whole desert area. Ginger Island is its whole other new area with new NPCs, new quests, mini games, puzzles, enemies, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was kind of a big chunk of the update. There are also multiplayer fixes and changes. So they added split screen multiplayer. And now it's kind of nice. So if we do jump on a game, Taylor, Michael farm hands. So the other additional players can actually move buildings when they go and visit Robin. So before your cabin was where it was and that was it. So now you can go and move things around. Um, The only thing I wish they would add in addition to the multiplayer is like Minecraft with realms. So right now, somebody say you create the farm mm -hmm. unless this has changed, but I don't think so. Let's say you create the farm. You have to be on for me to play the farm. You know yes, what I mean? So that that's the only changed. downside. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday they'll get there. But yeah. I feel like as I mean, the community keeps growing and growing. More and more people are playing this game. More and more people are streaming it and recording it. It's, I mean, it's pretty popular. Which is crazy. Now, so. Yeah, it's crazy. That's yeah. I feel like that might be so the well. next big step is to have some kind of server multiplayer experience. Yeah. Um, some of the house, some of the things that you will be able to actually see, though, and experiment with early game now that you're starting over is there's a lot of different new items that they added there's uh a whole bunch of new things you can do in a house so originally you couldn't move like a dresser or um like cer- certain furniture you couldn't move in your house you can move all that stuff now you can actually sit in chairs <laughs> mm. which seems like a small thing but it's pretty big one thing i noticed yesterday was the fish tanks so i went to willie to check out to see um he said there was new uh, fishing poles. So I went to check them out, and he actually sells the fish tanks. There's a small and a large fish tank that you can buy oh, and put cool. in your house. So I got to see those. That's pretty exciting. That is Ton exciting. of new furniture items. Um, I think there's nine new music tracks. You can now have ostriches on your farm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a lot of cool, cool stuff that they added to the game. And there's there's a ton. I can't go through the whole list because that would be an entire podcast in itself. But if you played Stardew Valley in the past, I would totally recommend jumping back in now. I think a lot of people are. I mean, it's yeah. it's way back up on Twitch. You know, a lot of people are streaming it again. And mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of people have jumped back into it after this. Yeah. They've been excited for this. It's funny because I had been following uh, Concerned Ape on Twitter. And that was 
sort of the number one thing. When is this coming out on consoles, but specifically Switch? <laughs> yeah. When are we getting this update? Yeah. And a lot of people are super excited that it's finally here. And I love too how when he did tweet, when they did tweet that it was going to, when the update was coming out, it was literally like, the update's going to be coming out in the next three hours. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. this day at this time. It was it's happening today, right now. Like I yeah. loved that. It was so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that we finally got it. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I have to play this game. I'm, one day it's going to happen. I own it <laughs> on uh, everywhere, so it'll happen one day. I originally bought the game because of you. We did a stream, however many years mm-hmm. ago, a, a Planned Parenthood stream. Mm-hmm. Yep, thing. the twenty four hours. And you stream. told me yeah. to get it, and I that's the first time I played it. And I think I played it for like oh geez, how many hours? I have flashbacks to that stream because of me too. <laughs> um, because that's when I played Zelda. it. Yeah, yeah fell yeah. asleep. I remember falling asleep on stream, and I remember yeah. playing this for the first time. So anytime I hear the music, the music and stuff, it's fond memories because it was like, oh, that was that fun, that fun twenty four hour stream. So I now, asleep. I mean, it's it's one of those games that you just go back to, and it's like all these memories attached to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I just need to call up Nintendo and, and ask them how to get started with it, and I'll be successful. You know, from, <laughs> from the jump of the farm because Nintendo has a new concierge service for anyone out there. I'm assuming parents probably, or also people just new to game consoles in general. They want to just chat with Nintendo. Do you need a Nintendo friend? I'm just saying, if you do, well, Nintendo is there for you with the concierge service. This is a free program that lets Switch users schedule one-on-one meetings with a live Nintendo rep. They used to have this thing back in the day that you could call Nintendo and like pay to like get tips and tricks and all this stuff. Um, but it, it, this is different, pretty much, because this is just like, hey, I just purchased a Nintendo Switch and I have some questions, right? I don't know how, how the Switch do. works. How do I do this yeah. thing? How do I do that thing? They have four options. They got Switch 101. Um, getting started with specific games, what to play next, and customization. Uh, if you go onto like the website, there's a whole calendar, a breakdown for it. You can pick these different areas. Um, there's actually more security and privacy, a Nintendo accounts so if you have issues. These are 30-minute sessions, which is quite large. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. When they launched it, um, there was plenty of time slots open. And there are still plenty of time slots open. <laughs> so, um, and it's been out for quite a few days now, right? Yeah, I mean, th- it looks yeah. like there's there's some time slots not open. Okay, I want to make sure that that, that is also at clear. least it's, that's a good sign, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know who exactly who the service is for, but you know, you're there, you choose an appointment. It's like the Genius Bar, right? You mm-hmm. get some help, you yeah. do this thing, and um, you get one session. It's limited to one session per person, I guess, per account. Um, you got to be at least 18 years old. You hop on a Microsoft Teams call, which is pretty kind of cool. Uh, Microsoft Teams going to town. It's a company I work for, Microsoft. Um, it's available Might in the U.S. Yeah, it's a small startup in Redmond, Washington, across the street from Nintendo. So that's, that's why they're close. They're close. That's a true. That's literally a true story. I've walked from um, uh, Studio. I think it'd be Studio X, maybe over across the street. That's on the. That's on the west side. I, I worked on the east side campus. Mm. So. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Microsoft, if you ever just drive through the Microsoft campus, it's, it's crazy. It's ginormous. Anyways, yeah, you can do that. You can call them up. I have no need to, but I could see this being pretty cool for parents and people, you know, especially the privacy and security stuff. And, you know, people need a little bit of help, but you got to be 18. So this is not for, you know, kids to, to call in, right? This is, this seems like this is for parents, I'm assuming, but I'm not really positive. I would, I would hope that they would, they won't do it, but it'd be cool if they release some statistics. Like, here's what this is for. Um, mm. 
I don't know. Do they just have a bunch of support people that are like bored? So like, well, just to call let people call us. Just hang out. Just check. hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. Are you lonely? Yes. On Nintendo. <laughs> hang out with Nintendo. It's cool. I mean, it's it's a cool idea. We'll see if it works. You know, Amazon had a similar thing on their fire devices, right? Where you could you'd have problems oh, really? with like your tablet and you would you would hit a button. It was like it was like a like a life preserver icon. I remember them announcing this and you would hit it and then it would do like a, a FaceTime call, you know, on on yeah. the device. And then you would you could get help and you could share your screen with them. So that would be kind of cool. That'll be a feature in the Switch Pro. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I guess there, it's one of those things where you don't need it until maybe you need it. And yeah. it's just yeah. kind of there. And I guess it's nice for those that, that find that they're in a situation where they have a lot of questions. I feel like the onboarding with the Switch was pretty cut and dry, but mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people coming to it for the very first time. Maybe it's their first gaming system ever and mm-hmm. it's just overwhelming. So it's cool that they have this. It's all about customer support. Customer yeah. support so yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Now, speaking of things that cannot hurt, we have the new free, free in quotation uh, marks, Nintendo Switch online games that we we're getting for February. Obviously, you have to have Nintendo Switch online to get access to these games, but we're getting Super NES games, Doomsday Warrior, Psycho Dream, and Prehistoric Man. And we're also getting NES game Fire and Ice. I have not heard of any of these games. I don't <laughs> tend to play any of these Nintendo Switch Online games. But if you are somebody that likes these, then there you go. Four more for the collection. Yeah, these ones are was- like super ob- obscure titles. That's what mm-hmm. the, the people are saying is like often often there's at least like three obscure titles and like one like banger. But apparently like these are all just like super like just niche not great <laughs> no 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 apparently they're just like really niche games hmm. um but apparently psycho dream is like really really good that's what nice. like, i've heard in reviews as like crazy like just like for the time at least it was like you know just really out there and different that's one i definitely want to play um and then the game about you michael prehistoric man that one is definitely going to check out it's a, it's a narrative on your life mm-hmm. yeah it was <laughs> they contacted me for that and uh, i told my story but it's it's you know if you pay for Nintendo Switch Online, you have these. So there's no reason not to check them out. Like you said, they're obscure. You maybe n- never heard of them, maybe never seen them, maybe never even knew to care about any of these. But you have them on your Switch. You might as well try them now while you can. I was poking around on Twitter and I saw somebody kind of post a meme about it. And it was like, Super NES, the game's coming out. NES, the game coming out. Um, GameCube. Yeah, right. And then it was uh, Nintendo 64, Keep Dreaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> Someday, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Now, another kind of cool thing that was announced this past week was March 1st is going to be the world premiere day of a five-part docuseries called Playing With Power, The Nintendo Story. It's going to be exclusively on Crackle. And the show is written and directed by Jeremy Sneed and executive produced by Sean Astin and narrated by Sean Astin, who's known for acting roles in The Lord of the Rings, Rudy and the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Playing With Power is going to tell the sprawling story of Nintendo, and it's going to feature interviews with Will Wheaton, Allison H- Heslip, uh, Nintendo of America co-founder John Rudy, um, Reggie is going to be in there. Phil Spencer from Xbox is going to be in there. It seems like it's going to be pretty cool. I'm I'm cool. I'm happy that's a five part series. Yeah. Instead I'm of excited. just doing like a single movie, but yeah. Okay. I like. Did they not give any other information besides that they're doing it? There's not like a trailer or anything. 
No, I didn't. I didn't see a trailer anywhere. But yeah, that's all. That's all I saw. It's just happening. That's that's all they want you to yeah. know is this is happening. Okay. I mean, yeah. I like I like Reggie. I like Phil. I like I like Goonies. Nolan. I like Goonies. Goonies never say die. We just watched <laughs> a movie on um on Netflix. It's called what's it called? Oh, Finding Ohana. It's, it's like it's basically the Goonies in Hawaii. It, it's a it's a movie for kids, mm. but it's all about like you know, like modern days. So like instead of like searching for treasure, they're searching for geocaches, which is kind of cool. And there's this whole oh. story. <laughs> it's, it's really cheesy and whatever, but it's pretty good for like a kids movie. But uh, we, we watched that a week nice. or so ago. If you want to play some illegal games in your browser, whether you're on <laughs> Chrome or Edge or other things like that, you can totally do that, except for all of them have been taken down. Um, some, you know, this is not smart. Basically, people are publishing emulators of classic, you know, Nintendo and um, Sega games like Sonic and Pac-Man and Tetris and even Minecraft in the browser on on the different browser stores. And apparently Microsoft tweeted the one by accident. Whoops, probably auto tweet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Social media. Um, yeah, there's a person called offline. It's called offline game something. And they were just like posting emulated games on the browser, which, of course, were taken down right away um, over and over again. But people, of course, took some screenshots of them. And um, they did put like, you know, emulators not affiliated by this. But as we all know, emulators, unless you own the game, it's you can't you know technically can't there's do that it's a gray you can't area. emulate it <laughs> you can't yeah. emulate it it's, it's a good so it's, it's a pretty gray area but uh, it's a fascinating read uh that you know people that's you know people are always cloning stuff doing stuff i i do not i don't like when people do this but um the one thing that the one person does have is that's still online is the the offline Google Chrome dinosaur game. So you can like download in other browsers that are <laughs> Chromium based. Huh. It's like if you're offline, if you like put your you know, offline, you try to open up Chrome, then mm-hmm. like there's this little dinosaur running game that you can get. So that, that game did not get taken down. But all the other ones that are obviously IP infringements, even this one's probably IP infringement um, are taken down. So I, impressive. I it's crazy because they even had like Minecraft. It's like that's that's a, a license that's by a Microsoft. Yeah. Why would you put yeah. that out there? Why'd you put that? Uh, it's so it's silly. Like, uh, yeah. Can it really be worth all the work that you have to put in to actually make the thing? And they want to, that to quick just have cash it taken if they're selling them later? or anything. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it, but. <laughs> I just don't understand the logic there, but whatever. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think a lot of people talk about the idea that it's for, you know, uh, preservation, things like that. And I can understand to some extent preserving games that maybe you no longer have access to, but that's not what these cases are. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Don't you can't defend this by saying it's oh, it's for preservation and these games are disappearing. No, you're trying to make a quick buck is ultimately what you're trying to do. Well, speaking of doing things until you get caught, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> apparently a cactus in Super Nintendo World was lifted from a fan-made game. Apparently, there's a, cock- a cactus model used in the park from a newer Super Mario Brothers Wii fan-made mod from 2013. The mod was originally made to overhaul the Super Mario Brothers Wii with new levels, bosses, updated graphics, and other stuff. And it actually, the cactus itself appears in um, World 2 Rubble Ruins. Uh, this was noticed by a Twitter a tweeter <laughs> named Meatball132. And he said this was likely due to an error on Google's search results. So when you search it, you'll find images from that actual mod. Um, and then 
after this was all posted and shared, of course, you have people that are mad at Nintendo because Nintendo always goes after people who do fan-made stuff and they shut them down. And then for Nintendo to actually use a thing made by a fan without asking permission and all this stuff, Meatball basically clarified saying, it was just a cool thing we noticed, people. Don't get mad. Don't get angry. Settle just pointing down. it out. Chill out. <laughs> Which it is kind of a funny thing, but at the same time, you would think Nintendo would be a little more careful with where they're sourcing their material. Well, I, I can understand maybe initially, <laughs> but it's amazing to me it went from initial concept to completion and, and nobody caught installation it. and yeah. nobody caught it. That's yeah. that's the crazy <laughs> thing. But yeah, I mean, these things happen. You know, I'm sure people initially, whoever was on the team was just out there hitting the old Googles trying to find yeah. inspiration for the park and they found this, but it's it's kind of bananas that it made it all the way. Now, I I don't think, I mean, maybe you guys disagree, but it wouldn't be there as like an Easter egg, right? Like th- no. it had to be a mistake. Probably. For I Nintendo, I think it was a mistake. Yeah. I, I don't think they would do something like that on purpose. If they yeah, did, it, I would actually be really impressed. And is it, yeah. is it universal? Is it Nintendo? Like who's actually, yeah. who, you know, who, who developed what parts of the park? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, I know that Nintendo obviously had a lot of oversight into it, but also you're probably just walking by this cactus, right? Like you're just, you know, you're not the designer. You're just like, you're like, you know, working on the team and you're just like walking through. You're Miyamoto. You're like, well, there's a cool cactus. Yeah. And you're probably not going to be like, oh, I remember that game I made 10 years ago. That wasn't a cactus I've ever drawn. That doesn't (laughs) seem correct. Wow, that looks really good in real life in the park. I would have never thought to draw it like that. It's a good looking (laughs) cactus. (laughs) That's really good looking. I did a good job. It's unique. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen this before too. Do you remember there was a story a little while back where there was an author who was Googling monster parts for potions? Yeah, oh yeah. And it actually made it into their book and it was like a it was from some, Zelda. like mob goblin, yeah, mob yeah. mob goblin guts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, things happen. <laughs> monster parts, yeah. It's just funny when that stuff kind of pokes up. It's always going to be little things like that, Papa. I remember like when Okami yeah. came out, like we, we talked about it a long time ago, but it, you know, even even like that was official and like on the box art they used the image of okami that was on ign with the watermark right like there's (laughs) there's like all sorts of crazy things that can happen because who knows you know you just some things might have been outsourced some things might have been you know again you're just googling and looking at stuff or yeah you know who knows or maybe that person is like wow i like this cactus way better than the real cactus i'm putting it in (laughs) it's a a cactus i don't know like they're not gonna sue us so well there you go yet (laughs) yet well that does it for our news this week let's move on to the top 10 bestsellers i'll go down the list and first we have super mario 3d world bowser's fury second among us third minecraft fourth mario kart 8 deluxe fifth hades sixth still atv drift and tricks Still hanging on there. In seventh, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons, which I think this is the lowest it's ever been on our top 10. Mm. Um, Eighth is Stardew Valley. Ninth, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And 10th, Just Dance 2020. And for other games that made it in the top, other new games that made it in the top 30, we have Little Nightmares 2 made it to 14th. And Blue Fire is still up there in 17th place. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this top 10 list every week, It surprises me and doesn't at the same time. The fact that Minecraft, I think, has been consistently in the top 10. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been in the top 10, I'm almost positive, every single week since the Switch has launched. And it (laughs) blows my mind that these games have not moved. I'm so shocked. But good on them, right? I mean, hey, you're just 
you, you got staying power, but top three is Minecraft, and it's been there That's forever, forever. Yeah. I like think it, people I are just buying versions of it just to have, like, <laughs> preservation. They're just keeping them around. You get a Minecraft. You, get, you a Minecraft. get a Minecraft. You get a Minecraft. <laughs> well, that gets us to new releases we're into this week, and maybe we'll have some more that we'll be seeing in the top 10. I believe we have Mots kicking it off with the first selection. Yeah, this one, uh, Christina checked and I was like, well, if Christina checked it, I'm going to I'm going to take a look it's at this thing. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's called are, you gonna, are we going to call this hash, hashtag drive? Hashtag drive. <laughs> Pound, hashtag drive. drive. Yeah. Pound drive. Pound drive. Pound drive. Sure. Um, it's called drive. Not like the movie drive, but all caps drive. Kind of like the movie, but it's an endless like driving drive. video drive. It's where you drive. I don't know. If it's Yeah, it's and an endless it driving video game inspired by 1970s driving action movies it is free to play on mobile um so it is 13 dollars on switch but i did look it up and you know the dlc or unlockable blah 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 shenanigans on mobile is like i don't know six to to ten dollars i couldn't really decipher which you know which how many in-app purchases you need but it does seem like $13 is a little bit much, but I like the look and feel of this game. It looks really cool. Like you're going through Japan and through Germany. Yeah. The the style is cool. I mean, I know you're just driving, but, and you're like in a DeLorean. I don't know. That seems Mm. cool. I I love the art style though. That's, I don't know if that's what won you over Christina, but that's what won me over on this. Of course. That's what won me over. That's always what wins me over. If it's a cool art style, I look more into it. I definitely judge a book by its cover. I'm very forward about that. Um, yeah, that's why I put a check on it was I, I saw it, I, I liked the art style, I looked into it. And then when I realized, you know, it has pretty good ratings on Android and Apple 4.5, 4.6, which is pretty decent. So once I realized that it was free to play on those, though, I thought I'll just recommend this as a mobile game. I wouldn't get it on Switch. Just because, like, I mean, unless you have all the money in the world, and you can just throw it at things. Mm-hmm. Or, or wish, yeah. wish list it. And then once wish you're sure. yeah. under yeah, the yeah. mobile total price then it's worth it yeah when it's like a dollar 99 90% off yeah then you <laughs> come can on it'll, show up in the top 10. it'll probably be next off. week it'll probably be next week that it'll be probably it'll discount. take over the that atv drift and trick spot yeah, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> so i do have the next one checked but we had a little bit of an issue with it february 18th King of Seas was slated to come out. We actually did get a key for this. This is something that is extremely 100% right up my alley. It's essentially Sid Meier's Pirates with the art style of uh, Sea of Thieves. It's sort of more colorful, vibrant. We played that one pirate game a while back and it had a bunch of issues with it. This one, from what I can tell so far, looks really, really good. And I was extremely excited to play this. And then the key didn't work. So I reached out, they gave a contact and reached out to their contact. And what we did find out is that King of Seas has got a new publisher. So it's causing them to push back the launch date. They're going to market a little bit more. And this person did say that that allows them to put more time into development. So I think that's only for the better. All for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm super excited. It, from what I can see, it is going to really replace that that spot. For me, Sid Meier's Pirates is one of my favorite, favorite old school games. Um, and I used to really, really love the way they handled the actual pirate career. And it was something I always wanted another game that 
to do. And this one looks like it's really going to maybe hopefully get there. So I'm excited. I think uh, based on them, it's pushed back till May. So we will obviously keep you posted. Hopefully we will still get the key and uh, we'll, we'll let you know as we get closer. But King of Seas, something worth checking out if that sounds like something within your uh, your wheelhouse. Yeah, I also it looks really cool. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping hoping that we get to maybe play it earlier as well. If, if we already mm-hmm. have the key and they're on the, at least we're on the list, we know we're going to get it. Um, I have two more checked. Yeah. Um, on here, the first one is called Speed Limit. This one is a ten dollar game coming on the eighteenth. I originally I've seen this on the or key key mailer, but I I put in a request for this, and oh, it was only after I started researching this a little bit more. But this is a um, I don't even know how they, they, they call it a nonstop genre warping arcade experience that never slows down. Um, and watching, wow. yeah. And watching <laughs> the trailer, it, it looks true. Like you, it looks like you're like, they're out for you. Kind of like you're running away from the police, but like it just changes crazy genres. Like there's a side scroller, like part of it. Then there's like a top down racing game. And then there's like, a hmm. um, then there's like a 3d like where you're you're driving a motorcycle but like it, you know you're going forward obviously and then there's like one where you're flying um like a jet plane or something like that another boat so it's like it's just going all over the place of just like different arcade style games so traditionally you know it's this side scrolling shooter but then there's you know a t- like i said the top down car chase uh 3d uh dog fight like you know in in the air um, and it just kind of like changes genres. They call it a genre changing roller coaster, running, driving, flying, dying many, many times game. So, wow. um, it's got it all. <laughs> it looks cool. I actually, you know, after watching the trailer, I was like, wow, this actually looks really good. And for $10, not too bad. I'll, I'll wait for some reviews or hopefully we get a key for it, but it is one I'm excited for the, I would say this though, the artwork is not, does not represent what the game is. I don't think it's, it's, it's. Mm. I don't even like I don't like the name that much. I think the name and the box art really don't sell the game because when you gotcha. see it, you're like, I don't know what that is. It doesn't look that good. No. But the other game that is absolutely fantastic and that I've owned on the uh, the thing of the 3DS I, I, I purchased this on is Thomas Was Alone. This is a phenomenal game. This is one of the one of the finest puzzle games ever crafted um, is hitting the switch. It's award winning um you know it's won all like the the bafta like indie awards back and forth and it has this beautiful music and narration throughout and thomas was alone is this game where you play as a cube like a rectangle and you're side scrolling through you know puzzles and figuring out different um different you know puzzles to to like you know unlock and go to the next area and throughout this journey you know it's like you're this alone cube but you get other friends and the friends are of different dimensions and they're different um, possi- you know, possibilities and they're jumping and they're like different, you know, um, skill set that they have. Um, and I don't know, it's super duper good. Like it's nice. Um, it's amazing. This one has all the DLC. So uh, as well, like all the different level packs, there's 20 more levels in it. Um, but yeah, if you've never played Thomas alone, there's a demo available. So definitely play that. That's what originally won me over. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic game and it's, it's cool. eight bucks, eight to 10 bucks based on if it's on sale or not, but yeah, super good. So definitely give that a look. It's a, it's, it's, it's one that you would overlook because when you see the trailer, you know, see the artwork, it's pretty generic. 
mm-hmm. but the game's style is like you're a cube, you know, and you're doing this thing and um, going through. But it's narrated. It's it's uh, super good. It's a very, nice. very, very, very good. I'm game. gonna check it out now because yeah. I did. I I looked at it. I watched some of the looked at some of the thumbnails and stuff. I was like, okay, it looks like a, it's a little lackluster puzzle game or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. But based on that and the fact that there's a demo, why not? I mean, that's when there's the, a demo. Where there's a will, you there's gotta a way. do it. You gotta do it. So no, is this based on uh, it was was it made a long time ago? And like it's not new, right? Oh no, this is this has been out for a long time for nine okay, years. That's what I okay. All right. Yeah. Because I was thinking when I saw, I was like, I've seen games that feel like they're based off of this, and of course it has like the narrator with an English accent, and I I could have sworn I'd seen it before, but I wasn't sure if it was because there have been other games that look really similar to it, or were probably inspired by it, or what. But yeah, it's it's been on Steam, on mobile, okay. on Wii U, on Xbox, on and Windows. now it's on Switch. It's on Switch now, yeah. Why Sweet. not? Um, Why yeah, not? Nice. you definitely should look at it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I think maybe maybe I got it on Wii U. Maybe even it's hard to say. I don't think it did. I mm-hmm. think I lied about the 3ds part of it, but yeah, it's built in Unity, and um, yeah, it's just a super good game. I think that you you can't go wrong. You know, the average Metacritic restore is like a like an eight or eight point eight or something like that. That's wow, so. pretty good. Yeah, hmm, it's cool. good. All it's right. Good. Well, there you have. It. There's some stuff. We got more games every single week. We got more games to check out, and that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing, Mots? Tell us about pinball. What is yeah. this new pinball craze? I want to hear about this game. Well, you know, I'm a wizard of the pin and um, pins yeah, you know, and the balls, <laughs> the pins and the balls and the multi balls and the things <laughs> and the flippers. Well, so I, you know, I got the, the you know, I talked last week about I got the the pinball thing from Japan and, and, and all this stuff. And it's super duper good. And at the end of last week's episode, I said I was going to be booting up um, Star Wars pinball because it's a separate game. And I've been playing a lot of pinball FX three, which is sort of the you know, standard, I would say it's, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the best mm-hmm. and the it gold is standard, if you will, it is the gold standard in pinball games. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And the thing about pinball effects three, that is awesome is a few years ago, they added, um, real pinball tables. Okay. Because I, I was talking about Zachary pinball, which is all the Zachary pinball arcade cabinets in, in, in pinball form. And they have like way too much customization and tweaking. Like I just want to have fun. And some pinball games are like super hyper realistic. And then other ones like Zen pinball always got criticized because the ball was a little bit more lofty. Like it didn't have as much weight as you know you would think. But I will say that the lofty the cool, balls are a pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, just, yep. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other pinball games as well. But I just don't think that their menus, their system, it, it's just not quite the same. Like it's not fun to get into and play like i just want i want to tap on it i want to go and i want to play it yeah. and pinball fx3 is like a it's like a host platform right it, it's sort of like here's the shell and then you get one table for free which is you know um, zen pinball themselves the developer they have a bunch of tables that they built themselves and they're quite fun they're different genres they're they're not licensed or anything like that and there's like here's a magical one and here's a pirate one you know mm-hmm. and they're pretty good so you get a table for free just to play you don't have to pay anything, right? And then you unlock different packs, you know, and inside of Zen Pinball, there's all sorts of of different tables that they 
have created in partnership with other companies. So for example, you have like a, a Bob's Burgers table and an Archer table and a Jurassic Park uh, table and a Bethesda tables, like there's Doom table and things like that. So those aren't real tables. You can't go to an arcade and play those. However, uh, two years ago, I want to say we talked about in the podcast because I got super excited for it is they partnered with Williams and Bally's and they brought real tables to Pinball FX3. So you get things such as Getaway, um, you get things such as Attack from Mars, Medieval Madness, like real tables mm -hmm. that are, are newer too. And you, you buy these tables as they go. And I've, I almost own all the pinball tables. Like I own Walking Dead, I own Portal, I own, you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. I, I've always liked the realistic ones better than the fake ones. I mean, but I do like some of the fake ones. Like I love Bob's Burgers. Um, that's one of my favorites. It just sort of depends, right? And I, there's a lot of tables. So I like to, I usually just play the same table over and over again, which is just Attack from Mars because it's the best table ever created, I think. And um, what, what pack is that a part of? Because I was on there again recently. Mm. I have Portal 1. I like it, but that one gets a little overwhelming. I'm never 100% mm. sure what is going on in that table. Yeah. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I'm doing good things or bad things with that table. And I've been eyeing the Back to the Future one, obviously, yeah. but I haven't bought that one yet. So what what pack is the- Surprise, you haven't just bought it. <laughs> well, it's part of like a whole thing. You yeah. know what I mean? You mm -hmm. can't just get a mm -hmm. table. You have to buy like the universal pack, pack and it's like $8 mm -hmm. for- Yeah. I just want one. One table that'll probably play once i just wanted to see it so i what's what's the mars attack bundle what, what is that a part of so I'm, I'm looking on here so that would be one of the williams collections oh. so um i do own the universal monsters pack um i think it's it is the one you want would be volume two is the mm -hmm. one so volume one is also very good because that has getaway and medieval madness medieval madness is um i would say and junkyard too um that is one of the other like i would say attack from mars and medieval madness are like classic staples in the pinball arcade they've been remastered remade you'll see the the remakes inside of a pinball um arcades um and and Med medieval madness is fantastic and the thing i like about medieval madness and attack from mars is a lot of what you're doing is very similar there's unique twists to the tables but these are real tables right you can go and play them mm -hmm. and um so once you can learn that's the thing I like. I can learn in the game and then go and then spend my quarters in the arcade and not waste tons of them to learn it. So, you know, you want volume one and volume two. Those are, to me are the, the best ones in the Williams pinball collection, um, out there. Okay. I do. I do also like the, um, the FX packs, which is Archer and family guy and Bob's burgers, that's super duper good. But yeah, that's the one you want. Like, you know, there's a Jurassic Park pass, but like, why do I need three Jurassic Park games? I just need yeah. one and, a, you know, I would like to buy one of them. But even those, they're not necessarily made off the real tables or made off of like, you know, fake tables they came up with. So mm -hmm. when they came up with Star Wars pinball, which there are real pinball tables for Star Wars, which are very good, they decided that well, we're just going to create our own tables. So all of the Star Wars pinball tables are all not real tables. They're made up tables for better or worse. And they have like 16 tables that span um, the original trilogy and um, the, you know, after the trilogies, all, all of them, they span everything. And the Star Wars pinball on the Switch, at least, is a completely separate game. So I literally on here, I have Pinball FX3 right next to Star Wars pinball. And the, the reason they did that is because there is a career mode 
Like there's actually like most of these games, you buy them and just like play the pinball. But Star Wars pinball, there's a career mode where you're you're set out on this chart of the galaxy and on each different area, you're playing a different table with a different challenge. So you might have a distance challenge of like how far the ball travels, like you only have three balls or a two ball challenge or you have a five minute challenge. So you're kind of playing these different modes and you're learning the tables. And of course, you can just go play the tables, too. And there's all the tables that are out there. But you're you're doing this because you're unlocking these. I think they're hol- holocorns or I don't know. There's some currency that you're unlocking in these challenges so you can unlock different abilities. So one thing about Zen Pinball is that they have like all these multipliers and you can like rewind the ball. It's it's a, it's a digital game, right? You can turn those off if you want to. You that's how you unlock them. So I've been making my way through the Star Wars pinball, but also the unique aspect of the Star Wars pinball, not besides the career mode, is that there is a light versus dark, like Jedi, you know, Sith Lord, like thing going on. Like you pick a side Mm -hmm. and there's this bar that says, you know, that the the forces light or dark going here this day or whatever. I don't know how they do it and you can't really see much of it, but you, when you play the career mode or you play tables, you get points for your, whatever side you're on. So that's fascinating. Um, there's cool. a, there's a lot of tables though. That's the overwhelming part. So, um, you know, you, you, you sometimes want to hop around like, I'm gonna play this table, play this table, but I like to play like one or two tables and just really try to master them. So I'm enjoying it. I wish that it was the real Star Wars table from real life because that mm. one's very good and I know how to play that one. But I don't know. Sometimes the fake tables, there's like too much fake stuff, right? Like the ball's getting blown up and like launching off the table. And like, you know, um, that's yeah. kind of this game is like it's so too, many effects, too many effects, right? Where that's why I do like the Williams table. So that's the pinball update, except for there's one more pinball update as well. <laughs> um, those, those are the two. So, so, I mean, Pinball X3 is by far my favorite, but I saw that there was this other game on sale that was on my wish list called Demon's Tilt. And as we all know from all of us being pinballers, tilt is when you tilt the table and you nudge it too many times and because you're trying to keep the ball in and you tilt the table and then your everything turns off and you lose that ball. So Demon's Tilt, it's called an occult pinball action game. And it is one table And it is three levels high. So it's three levels of pinball basically up. And it is a roguelike pinball table. It's just one table. It's not it's not a adventure game, right? There have been other adventure pinball esque style games, but this game is um, it's crazy. Like it's a crazy. There's like these like demons and weird monsters and like you're trying to attack them and the ball travels with magic. So it's like not realistic pinball. It's like crazy. It's like, it's the most extreme that you could go. It's, it's 2d. So it's not like crazy 3d, you know, ridiculousness kind of like the, the star Wars pinball is, but it is, um, it's crazy. And you get like millions upon millions of points and like all these multipliers and they don't tell you how to do anything. Like I watched videos last night, like what am I doing? And it's pretty much impossible to know what you're doing and how to unlock things. Um, but it was on sale for five bucks and is really good. Like it's a very solid game and they call it demons tilt because you actually do want to tilt the table and they give you like a lot of leeway to keep the ball in as long as possible. So you can sort of unlock all of these 
um, different challenges on each level and like take down this evil demon thing that's going on. So it's, it's kind of really far out there. The Mm. biggest problem I have with it though, is that they didn't make the controls touchscreen friendly. And this is a problem because uh, for me, at least I'm in, this would be for like not very many people. If you're playing with the switch grip, not a, you know, flip grip, the, not a big problem, but you want to play this table in, in portrait mode, which they have an option to do that. You can put it in portrait mode, same with pinball FX three. However, you have to go into the settings. Well, unfortunately, because of my crazy pinball setup with this 3d printed shenanigans, I don't have like a stick, like there's no stick. There's just buttons, which are the Z buttons and the a and B buttons, which I can navigate around in pinball FX three. Cause I can tap on the screen. However, if there's no touch screens, you can't really get in and out of the game. So what I have to do, it's ridiculous, is I have to launch the game with the pro controller and then put it into the mode that I want, into the game that I want, then go into the options menu, plug in the controller for the pinball table that I have set up, and then disconnect the pro controller and go back into the game, and then I can play the game. Oh, so if they just implemented... Touchscreen. Touchscreen, you'd be all set. Yeah, that's all I need. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the controls work fine because it has, you know, the cool part about this 3D printed pinball and the board that they use inside is that you can decide if you want the flippers. Um, there's four flippers on two on each side, and you can decide if you want the flipper on the top to be the ZR and ZL button or emulate the left joystick or right joystick. So that's nice because that's how you tilt in this game. Whereas in Zen Pinball FX3 and Star Wars Pinball, you can customize every single button on the controller. and Which is awesome. Which is awesome because that's how you kind of want to play pinball as everyone's a little bit different. You want the you know buttons to really be configured based on how you do want it to be the A button, the B button. Sure. Do you want it to be the trigger? So anyways, that's my pinball update. Demon's still in, intense and crazy and out there. I, I I honestly think I you know you don't even think about pinball right, but yeah. this could be its own podcast on its own with so much pin because it's like I think the switch There's lends so itself it. so well to a modern pinball device. And like mm-hmm. you said, there's people making all these extra little add-ons that you could be using on all these little things that could be added to it to make it even more enjoyable. It could be like a 15 minute weekly podcast just saying, Oh, here's a new table. That's how here's this. How that's yeah. it's like crazy to me yeah. that there's so much in the, the pinball world this day and age. And I, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And there's tons of those like dollar 99 tables that we always talk about. Like the, it's like, you know, it's like dinosaur pinball and this, you know, and I, like, I don't know if they're good or not, but I, I, I you could really review like all of them. Yeah, that's for absolutely. Sure. It's crazy. So, anyways, that's my update. <laughs> there you go. How about you, Christina? How much pinball you've been playing? Uh, I haven't really been playing pinball, but I have been boxing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll, we'll take that then. <laughs> been doing a lot of boxing. Actually, yesterday was the first day that I didn't play the boxing game but oh you know i gotta give these give these guns a little break once in a while so uh yeah that was yesterday (laughs) um but other than that it's pretty much just what i've been streaming so i play i streamed a little super mario 3d world yesterday i made it through world one Mm -hmm. and then after that i played some stardew valley got my coop bought and next i'm gonna work on getting some chickens nice is that what you're going with chickens chickens in the coop just for now I'll be getting ducks. I'll be getting 
cows and pigs. You know, I got to get some truffles. So I got plans. I got nice. I got things okay. that we're going to be doing. Okay. Yeah. Big moves in the farm world. I like it. <laughs> but I'd love to talk about Super Mario 3D World with you, though. Let's talk. Because chat, I know you chat played it up. yesterday. I have been playing it. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to get your thoughts on it. I want to hear all about it, your experience with it. You and I have not played this. This is our first time playing this. Mots, I believe you yes. did play this. Um, mm-hmm. This, I, I am uh, n- not what you would say a super fan of the Mario games. They're, they're just good platformers but i don't ever feel like they're doing anything crazy for me i would say that this is something somewhat in that same vein i feel like this is a you know what i did did not expect going into this that this was a a, i don't want to say a remake but it is sort of a reimagining of super mario brothers 3 and i i never thought that going into this i i did not plan for that i did not expect that i hadn't heard people say that about it but it feels very 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 similar to super mario brothers 3 which i do like about that even to the like where you go into the mushroom house and you grab a gift and it's got the same old school music from super mario brothers 3 and you're doing this overworld then then you jump into the the actual world maps and very very cool i'm happy to see that it's got the very similar mechanic and style to that game because that was one of my all-time favorites so i am happy about that but what being that this is sort of one of your first or i guess second mario game what were some of your thoughts on it are you asking me yes okay because this is one of your first mots this isn't this first yeah, the only other game that I played similar to this Mario game was Super Mario Brothers for the Super NES. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I barely even played it because I was terrible. And apparently you don't get better with age because I still suck. <laughs> so if anybody goes and watches that stream, it was it was rough. <laughs> I think what happened is, is I just don't know. Like they don't tell you that you can run by pressing this. You can jump and then like force it's yourself down like Yoshi and Super Smash Brothers like this. Yeah. and. Like for somebody me who's pretty fresh to this type, like I mean, I played Super Mario Odyssey, but mm-hmm. right, that's what it's called, Super Mario yes. Odyssey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I played that, but it was so different. So going from Super Mario Odyssey to this, I jumped into that first level, and I'm like playing and I'm farting around, and because it's a 3D world, I want to explore, I want to run around, I don't want to like miss anything. And all of a sudden, there's this little timer in the corner that dings, and I'm like, oh, I'm being timed, <laughs> so I'm like rushing to try to get to the flag. Oh, goodness. It's funny because you had mentioned that off stream. You were like, oh, and then they time you in this. I'm like, yeah, like every other Mario game ever, except for maybe Odyssey. (laughs) But But coming from somebody that never plays it, yes. No, it's it's in the name, people. Super Mario World 3D. Like, it's a super. That's the thing is. Okay, so this, this this is the key, right? There's like new Super Mario Brothers, which is like 2D side scrolling, right? That's that's Super Mario Brothers, but new because it's it's 3D things, but 2D side scrolling. And but then the Super Mario 3D World, like the super like it's it's a they've they have that's come up with a naming mechanics. scheme. Yeah, yeah, they have a naming mechanic. Whereas like Mario Galaxy, Mario Odyssey, those are those in the Mario 64 genre of open world platforming. Yes. So that is very true, but I could definitely see how that would be 
very caught off guard for you, Christina. I don't imagine. And it's not like, like oh, and goodness. it's not, and it's not like it was bad. It was just surprising because yeah. then, and then it all came back to me like, oh, Super Mario. Oh, it's just like that game, but it's 3D. I guess yes. that totally makes sense. Yes. Yes, you don't have so, the language of I, yeah, the Mario games. Yet. I don't. And and that's what kind of hurt me, I think, the most, especially yesterday streaming. It was nice because, you know, we had some of our listeners like E-Diggy was in the comments giving me tips. He's like, there's an, an invisible box. I'm like, there's invisible boxes. How am I supposed to know that? <laughs> Which has been like, like again, like, in every Mario game ever. But yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't know that. And then I know the big yeah. thing was in Bowser's Castle the first the first time, I guess the first castle you went to you can kick the bombs and every other video game I've played, you avoid the bomb at all costs. Don't go near the bomb. Don't touch the bomb. Don't do anything with the, but don't even look at it because you'll die. So I'm like, what? You can kick the bombs. And he's like, yeah, unless they're flashing red. I'm like, okay, I guess that makes kind of funny. (laughs) It's kind of funny that like you take for granted, you know, your experience with this because, you know, it's something where I think it's just been ingrained in people like myself and Mots and whoever else has been growing up with these games where it's just, these are how you play them. I don't even mm-hmm. think about the controls. I don't even there. Yes. It doesn't tell me, Oh, you hit this button to do this because that would be extremely frustrating for me if they told me how to run in a Mario game, you know what I mean? But I guess right. I can understand it for somebody coming to it. Like I, you were saying, Oh, I ran out of time. I don't run out of time. I literally run everywhere in this game. Like that button is one auto, like you just automatically hold down the run button and just run around and you hit like B with the other part of your thumb. And that's just been bred into me since super Mario brothers. Like that's how you play these games. So for you, it, it, it doesn't work that way because you just don't have that, that, that muscle. I don't have, I don't have the Mario gaming literacy, Exactly. That I feel you need to fully become immersed in this game. But you'll get I mean, it. I'll get there. Yeah. I mean, there was one part where I was like, I did something and it was an accident and it worked out really well. And in the stream, I said, you guys might think I did that on purpose, but that was a total accident. <laughs> and then Diggy said, that's how we all learned how to play that's Mario how you games. Learn. Is we just yeah. did things and we died and we learned from them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guess that makes sense. But for me, like being the anxious person I am, I don't want to die. So it's, it's one of those things where like, for example, with little nightmares, that game was the, probably the more recent platformer game where you kind of have to die to learn how to do something or learn like how to not do something. Mm. And I'm like scarred by that game because the loading stream is so long. So I wanted to not die very badly. <laughs> so it's games like that where it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm conditioned to not want to die. Obviously nobody wants to, but I don't know. You kind of have to mess up to learn how to do things, I guess. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's fine. I mean, you were watching a life I, lesson. I streamed it after and, you know, yeah, you did. You were like, you did things I wouldn't even have thought to do yet. But at least now from watching that, you yeah. get the mechanics a little bit better. You'll be able to play it a little bit better. I coming from other games like this, didn't feel there was a challenge at all yet until I hit a new mechanic that I hadn't had Mm -hmm. yet. And then that was where I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to just do this and see what happens. Oh, I died. Let me not do it that way again. The only time I got into (laughs) this game and had any sort of frustration was there's a level where you need to use motion controls to activate these like blocks. Mm. This isn't a you hate where you motion wa- controls. I hate motion controls to begin with. <laughs> Even when you're not being forced to use you're them. You're <laughs> trying to use your pro, because I was playing with the pro controller, 
and you do get the hang of it, but it's just kind of like, oh, I hate this mechanic. I hate when you have to mm. do like these two things because you're trying to like sw- turn the switch controller to hit the block you want to jump on while you're trying to jump to it. And it's like, all right, this is a little clunky, but it worked. It worked out fine once you realize how it does it. Um, and yeah. then there was the multiple Marios, which at first was so that broken. That is so funny. Like it, it got to be <laughs> overwhelming and fun in a in a good way. But at first I'm like, this is not working because I would have the Mario and then the Mario on top. I knew what I was doing, but the every I would start hitting it and bringing my other Mario. And then he just randomly jumps off. I'm like, dude, you need to just stop moving. Like, why? Where are you going? And uh, it got frustrating, but I got through it and it, it was fun. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it overall. I thought it was good. And I'm excited to jump back in and, and knock out some more more levels. Can 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 you just jump into the Bowser's Fury, or do you have to like beat the game to get to the oh, Bowser's Fury? That reminds me, I wanted to point that out actually because it has this weird uh, load screen, in, initial screen that shows the thing, and then has like the zigzag, and then it shows Bowser's Fury. You can just jump into Bowser's Fury. That's Ooh. that's been on t- like Twitter. People are like, "How do I play Bowser's Fury?" That's what that initial screen is for. It's a basically a game selector, mm. and then you hit the game you want. So you either go right or left depending on uh. what game you want to play. Then you select that. Then it brings up the actual start screen for that game. And mm. at first, I was one of those people too where i'm like that's a weird clunky middle like why is the screen here because it doesn't say on it <laughs> like at all that this is oh here's select how the you game. yeah select the game you want to yeah. play blah 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 it doesn't really say that it just has this weird screen um but that's how you do it there's a screen they really you select the don't game, hold and your hand in this the, game yeah no they don't but uh <laughs> they really so yeah you can jump right into it. it that's it for for your games then right christina yeah that was it for me did you want to what talk about, you? about your sweaty hand situation with Mario Brothers? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I know you loved discussing the sweaty hands. Well, I mean, we were talking about it before stream. It was during the stream yesterday. It was funny because um, Luce, one of the people that um, was watching, one of our awesome listeners, she uh, she pointed out, she's like, you're not as bad as you think you are. I'm like, Luce, you do not see how much my hands are sweating right now. Like, I pulled my hand up from my desk. There was, like, a pool of sweat on my oh, desk. Gosh. It was oh my God. it was terrible. Like, I think <laughs> oh, it's a medical boy. condition. I really yeah, think, I think it so. is. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, gamer goo. But I can't, I, can't, I can't be the only person out there that no. suffers from this. Like, I think it, it has to do with the fact I'm just, like, a nervous, anxious person yeah. in general and just very fidgety and stuff. It's okay. Um, but Chihuahua. A chihuahua, if you will. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were talking about, and I think I mentioned it quickly last week that I use an antiperspirant lotion sometimes. But before the podcast, Mats, you came across this thing called Gamer Goo. And so I ordered I ordered some samples of it. You can get it in many different scents. Um, I got cherry blossom was one of them. I got peppermint. I got some vanilla bean. So hopefully I'll get those in and I can do like a quick little review of them. So if other people suffer as immensely as I do with sweaty hands and trying to play video games. <laughs> that Hopefully seems it's terrible. that'll help you. Seems terrible. I mean, it's I, not just it, terrible for video yeah. games. Like my mouse, I have Life. to constantly be cleaning my mouse. Life, oh my everything. Yeah. Oh it but sucks. in the plus side, if this does work and it is not a sponsor, we're not saying this as a sponsorship thing. We don't get any money for, for talking about gamer goo. Just work. But this is like us does, genuinely trying to figure out something that'll help me. <laughs> if it yeah. does work and gamer goo yeah. is listening, we are not against a sponsor. So who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe there's a good relationship there. Somebody that actually uses their product and it works. Let's hope, fingers crossed, 
trust that uh, Christina's sweaty hand problem will go away. Pray for me. <laughs> yeah. So just to round it out, I have played a few other things as well. We already talked about Super Mario 3D. I did fire up my time at Porsche again. We were watching Loose. She was playing it. I want to get back into playing it. It has been quite a while since the initial launch of that game. And I know that there have been quite a few updates since then. So I was thinking it's a game I want to restart. I want to see if some of those issues had been resolved. I love the game, you know, from what I've seen and what I've seen other people stream it's an it's exactly what i like in games it's very similar to a stardew valley it's very similar to an animal crossing ish type game um where you're just kind of living a life in this world and i and i love that stuff so i want to i want to jump back into it and they did talk about there being a sequel ish type version of it called my time at uh, bedrock i think it is or something like that uh so i'm excited that that's coming out so i want to kind of play through this so i can enjoy that uh, i've been doing animal crossing we've got an event kicking off tomorrow so i'm just kind of working on stuff in there buying things and stardew valley i am going to start that over just like i said the last thing i played was the summer catchers demo i talked about it last week there is a demo on the eShop, and this was really really enjoyable this is sort of a oh good uh, like an it's beautiful it's sort of an auto run game where you're just you you have this cart and you're this character that I guess lives in a winter wonderland, but she wants to see summer. So there's other animals in, that are like telling you, oh, well, to do that, you have to go here and I'll give you a cart and that's how you'll get there. And it's a roguelike, which I don't typically play. So it's probably not one for me long term, but you build out your cart and you have these different tool sets that you can use. And as you're racing along, you'll hit maybe a, a bed of like a pit of spikes that you have to use the tire, which allows you to jump. And, or then you'll see a totem pole and you have to use like a, a barrier thing to kind of knock your way through it. Or there's a big hill and you have to use a rocket to go up the hill. And those tools are coming out of your your backpack and they're over on the side of the screen and you have to quickly select through them as these obstacles approach so that you use the right one at the right time. And if you don't, there's maybe two or three chances where you're going to like keep taking damage and then eventually your run is over because you broke your cart and you drag it back and it gets repaired and you kind of restock and then you go do it again and you go to the next level and the next level. It is very, very beautiful. The Similar to what Mats was saying about the speed limit game with the cover art, the cover art for this is terrible i don't even it's so bad i don't i think they drew this and then actually made the game and then never went back and updated it because it does not look like this the characters the cover art is garbage compared to the beautiful pixel art of the game itself mm. and Didn't i wish I they would text you yesterday and i said one of my biggest pet peeves with indie games is when the cover art or like the the whatever thumbnail doesn't look anything like the actual game yeah, itself. Yeah, it's it just doesn't so represent annoying. the beauty in the simplicity of the actual game and I think that's a detriment to that to the game itself. Yeah. You know, cuz a lot of people are scrolling through, they see that and they just pass. They don't actually play the trailer. They don't actually look at the thumbnails maybe. So they're just like, "Oh, that looks like crap." And it and it, and it kind of <laughs> makes it look 
cheaper than the game actually is. If you you can go on right now, you can play the demo, and it's a very good, de- like lengthy demo. It, it played for quite a while, uh, and the game right now is on sale for six dollars from twelve dollars. So it seems worth it if you Half like off. these types of games. You can play up to two players, and I think it's a really well done game. But again, it's a rogue like, and that's not something I typically enjoy, so I won't buy it. But it is really well done. The music is good. The artwork is beautiful. Absolutely check it out. Uh, And that's Summer Catchers. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Bunch of stuff. All the stuff. I'm excited to jump into Super Mario 3D World. It's going to happen this week. Um, I definitely I just want to play Bowser's Fury, but I should play the normal game, too. But uh, all right. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, because I think the Super Mario 3D World, like when I played it on Super Mario 3D, yeah, when I played it on 3DS, like I loved it and mm. the sort of that extension. So, um, yeah, it's super good. I'm, I'm really excited for it. I have it downloaded. It's ready. It's happening. I have too many games. That's my, my I know problem. so many Just games, too many <laughs> games. Yeah, because I bought the Same. Demon's Tilt and then the Flower Collector's Demo. I still need to play that. Shakes on a Plane. That's coming up soon. Look out, world. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week's Dispatch. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Go to NintendoDispatch.com to find all the things like our Twitch streams, our Twitter pages, our Discords, all the things. Um, tell a friend about the podcast. Leave a review. Do all those things. We would appreciate it. So until next week, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>